You are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Ephesians chapter 5. We'll look at verse 17. Then we'll go back. Amen. Okay. (laughs) And then we'll go back to previous verses and um, strike a balance. Praise the Lord. Well, I um, have been talking about the will of God. For a while. And um, the best thing that can ever happen to a believer is not just that you got saved. Amen. It's good that you are saved. But it's best that you maximized salvation. Amen. I believe that one of the greatest things that can happen to a man living on earth is to walk in God's perfect will for his life. Hallelujah. Alright? Let me read the scripture and then we'll just flow. Let's read it together. I want to go. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hallelujah. And I always start by saying that this scripture implies that the will of the Lord can be understood. Amen. There are scriptures in Ephesians and other scriptures that suggest that the Bible refers to the mystery of His will. Amen. You might have heard that phrase, the mystery of His will. That means His, his will um, is a deep secret. Amen. Are we together? It means His will is not something you will come across at the junction. It's not something you will come across in a textbook. It's not something you will come across in the natural. It is something that has to be revealed. Glory to God. But, because of Ephesians 5.17, it says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding. That means even if it is a mystery, it can be understood. Amen. If not for anything, Jesus said to them, you know, when he was talking to the the, the disciples, he said to them, he said, Unto you it is given to know, amen, the mysteries of the kingdom. That means that even if his will is a mystery, it is given to you to know it. Amen. Are we together? To know His will for you. Alright? So we've been talking along those lines. I have touched on different things. And I want to believe that even uh, the Sunday message, um, you could get it standing in the perfect will of God. And we talked along some lines there. I want to hit on some details. And then reach out to some other things that I might not have been able to mention on Sunday. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Alright, one of the major things I said to you on Sunday, when we were talking about the will of God, I explained um, the story in 1 Samuel 8, about how Israel um, had a king. And that it was not God's perfect will, hallelujah, for them to have a king. I mean, if you remember that, hallelujah. That means that God didn't want to raise a nation that would be like every other nation. God wanted to raise a nation that would be different from every other nation. There are several scriptures that show that. 
that he wanted them to be a kingdom of priests. He wanted them to be a peculiar people. He wanted them to be different. As a matter of fact, if you see the blessings, you know, um, the blessings and the curses are in Deuteronomy 28. You see the blessings. He said, you will be the head, amen, and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. All those are the things that will distinguish the, the children of Israel from other nations. But the children of Israel chose to have a king. Amen. And God gave them a king. Glory to God. For the purpose of emphasis or repetition again, let's just look at First Samuel 8. I'll just read through. Um, it runs, I think it's about 22 verses, but I'll just read a few of them. It says, And then the elders... You, is there we started last, last time? Yeah, thank you. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together, First Samuel 8, 4, and came to Samuel unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, you are old. And when people start telling you you are old, <laughs> thy, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us. Let's read the last Four words together. Like all the nations. Say it again. Like all the nations. At all time. Like all the nations. Now, understand something. This is really contrary to God's plan for his people. That's why he tells you, be not conformed to this world. He doesn't want you to be like all the nations. He doesn't want your business to be like all the businesses. He doesn't want your career to be like all the other careers. He doesn't want you to be a doctor like all other doctors. He doesn't want to be a lawyer like every other lawyer. Amen. He doesn't want that. There is a unique purpose of God for you. So, but now, look at them praying or requesting. Let me put that word. Because if they were speaking that word to Samuel, it's like a prayer. Are you understanding me? So, they were requesting to be what God doesn't want them to be. Amen. I want to be like all other nations. You're asking for something that is lower than God's plan for you. Amen. Smaller than God's expectations for you. Less than God's design for you. Like all nations. All the nations. Let's read for that verse 6. But the thing displeased Samuel. Because of course Samuel knew the will of God. Hallelujah. The thing displeased Samuel. When they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, let's read it together please. Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. Did you see that? Next verse. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Next verse. Now therefore, hearken unto their voice, how be it, yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. That means that even if they request a king, tell them what will happen by requesting for a king. And then he went on to explain what the king will request for, what the requirements are to have a king. Now the point why I brought this here was that God didn't want them to have a king. Um, do you know that prophetically, um, um, Moses already knew that one day the children of Israel 
were going to ask for that. They were going to ask for God to give them a king. And so Moses, now remember that by the time Samuel was here, Moses had already gone. I hope you know that. I hope you know Bible chronology. I hope you know that. Amen. So Moses lived before Samuel. Amen. When the children of Israel were in Egypt, God raised the Moses. After Moses, God gave them a Joshua. After Joshua, there was a period where Israel really had a leader. Amen. And everybody did what they wanted to do. So God, in that period, started raising up leaders. And they were called judges. Are we together? So judges reigned for a number of years up until Samuel was raised. Are you understanding me? So I, I want you to understand the period of time. It was quite a long period. So all the periods of Samson, uh, Jephthah, uh, some of the names you, you, you remember, you understand that? They were all judges. Glory to God. Then, so between Moses and Samuel, we didn't really hear of a major prophet. Are you understanding me? Okay, so God had to raise another person in, in the person of Samuel. Are we together? But before Samuel, Moses had already prophesied, saying that a day will come where the children of Israel will require a king or request for a king like other nations. And then, I don't know if I should go there. And then he said, this is how it should be done. That's meaning that God was making provision for their disobedience. Are you with me? He was making provision that they, when that time will come, when they request for a king, all right? This is how to do it. And he laid out. Now, there are many scriptures like that, you know. But let me show you, let me just show you what I was talking about. Deuteronomy 17. Verse 14. I want to show you something now. You know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy is Moses. I hope you know that. Okay? The writings of Moses. So, now, <laughs> Moses was already telling them before he, he left. He laying down how they will have a king. Are we together? Knowing that it's not God's desire. But these people, these people. Alright, so verse 14. Look at what Moses said. He said, when you, thou art come unto the land. That means he was talking prophetically. When you are coming to the land, that's the promised land. Which the Lord thy God giveth thee and shall possess it. And shall dwell therein. And shall say... That means you will come to that point. You will say, Amen. <laughs> in Deuteronomy, there are many things God said about the wrong things they will do. There's um, uh, a prophetic name for the Israel. He called them Jeshurun. He said, Jeshurun has waxed fat. Are you understanding me? That means that Israel will come to a place where all their needs will be met and they will forget God. Amen. So, God always spoke about that. Now here, He's saying, And shall say, I will set a king over me. What did he say? Like as all the nations that are about me. Do you know he said this? And exactly that's what they said. Amen. Are you with me today? This was written long before Samuel was born. But Samuel obviously had read the prophets. Had read the writings of Moses. So he was seeing prophecy being fulfilled negatively. Moses already said exact words they will say. I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. 
when they came to Samuel, what did they say? They make us a king like all other nations. Amen. There are certain things. It's just like what was said about Judas. Long before Judas was born, there's a psalm, a, 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 a prophecy in the Psalms, that said that the one that ate with me has raised his heels against me. Amen. Are we together? Now, a prophecy had been given of betrayal of the Messiah. The prophecy did not tell anybody's name. Glory to God. But Judas, 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 I don't know why I saw the put on answer the name again, Judas. It's a name. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. It's a name. All right. Judas fell into it. Now, it, it didn't have to be Judas. Are you listening to me? When I was talking about God's will. It didn't have to be Judas. But somebody had to play that role. Amen. And Judas was the one that fell to play that role. If the first time he stole and his heart pricked him and he repented, he would likely not have been the one that would have betrayed Jesus. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, Moses had prophesied that a time will come. Alright? And then he was warning on what should not be done. Maybe we should just read further. It goes maybe five or six verses. But let's just read a few of, 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 of things. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord then is, tell, is prescribing how the king should be chosen. Amen? Now, this is not God's will. <laughs> but... This is not God's perfect will. But since you will require for a request for a king, this is how the king should be picked. Amen. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. One from among thy brethren shall thou set king over thee. That means he won't be a stranger. And mayest not set a stranger over thee which is not thy brother. So a non-Jew should never be a king in Israel. That's what he was trying to establish. Next verse. Okay, thank you. But he shall not multiply horses to himself. But of course, you know they did. Nor cause the people to return to Egypt. To the end that he should multiply horses. For as much as the Lord has said unto you, you shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself. Tell David. That his heart turn not away. Solomon, neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. Are you seeing what he foresaw? Amen. What was going to happen? You could read down to verse 20. And you see that he was giving instructions, hallelujah, on what they shouldn't do or how they should pick a king. Now, that's not the line of thought I want to focus my attention on. My focus here is that Having a king was not God's perfect will. But when they requested for a king, God gave them one. Let's go back to 1 Samuel 8 and let's see what, what, what happened. You know, um, um, let's, what was the last verse we read in 1 Samuel 8 now? Okay, thank you. Uh, keep going. I, I won't get down. It's a long one, so I just want to pick. God told them all that will happen. I want to go further. Thank you. Now God now said, And you shall cry out in that day because of your king, which you shall have chosen, which, which he shall have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Amen. Now this is what happens. Let me explain something to you about the, the, walking outside of God's perfect will. 
Now, um, I want to explain it in a very simple way that you can, everyone can understand. There's a scripture in the Psalms. This is the way it phrases it. They limited the Holy One. Ever say limited? You know that God can do all things. But the scripture says that the Israelites limited the Holy One. What it means is that they put themselves in a position that it was difficult for God to help them. Are you listening to me? I, I don't know how to put it without it sounding somehow. You know, when the children of Israel saw that or allowed strangers come and carry their ark out of Israel and took it to their nation. You know what that means? It meant that, <laughs> they say it's Ikabu, that's what they call it. Ikabu. Some of you have seen conferences, Ikabu conference. <laughs> Don't attend. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It means that the Ikabu is uh, the Hebrew for the glory has departed. It actually means it's, it's lifted. Amen. It has departed. Alright? So, when they saw that, when they saw that, even when the priest heard that they carried the ark, he fell down and died. Because there's nothing worse than that. Are you understanding me? He died. As he heard, they've taken the ark, he died. Now, as the ark was taken, there are so many things that couldn't happen. The way that what happened was that when they took the ark and kept it in the house of their own idol, huh? their own god, the head fell off, the hands fell off, and rolled to where the ark was. It scared them. Are you understanding me? And they said, please come and carry your ark. Now that's God trying to work for the ark to go back. Because as long as the ark is there, there are certain things that will not happen in Israel. Are you listening to me? I'm explaining limiting the Holy One. Now, do you know why sometimes God knows your, God knows the strength of your faith. I'll put it this way. God knows what your faith can carry. The experience of your spirit, God knows. So, there are certain things that God will say, don't go. Why is he saying don't go? Because you might not come out. Amen. Are you listening to me? God's protection to you is in the instruction he gave. Don't go. That word he spoke is his protection. Why did God not allow Paul go to certain cities to preach? Is preaching wrong? No. We don't know what would have happened. Hallelujah. But God said, the Bible said the Spirit forbade him. Don't go there. Not now. He said, no, I must go. Glory to God. When someone walks outside the perfect will of God, this is the way I can put it. You limit all that can happen. Because of what Christ's sacrifice has made available for you. Amen. Yeah. 
There are certain experiences you will never have except you are in God's perfect will. Am I communicating? There are some people that... Um, I want to read a scripture to you in Exodus, Exodus 23, 25 and 26. I will read uh, King James. I will read... Um, um, okay, let's read it first of all. Want to go. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Next verse, 26. Thou sh- there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. Let's read the last one together. I want to go. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Now, the complete Jewish Bible puts this line this way. It says, you will live out the full span of your life. Amen. The full span of your life. The full span of your life. Now, this is called fulfilling your days. Everybody say fulfilling your days. Alright, that's what we mean by fulfilling destiny. Fulfilling your days. That means that all that was packaged in your days, you will experience all of it. Are we together? Now, it, it says, the number of your days you will fulfill. That means it is possible for someone not to fulfill the number of his days. I was... Studying um, Ephesians 5. You know, we, we've been reading 17, but the, the thought started in the 8th verse. But if we wanted to make it shorter, maybe we'll read from the 15th verse. So let's just look at the 15th verse. In the 15th verse, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. 16. He now said, Let's read this together. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Hey, you know, this is one scripture that I have known the scripture since childhood. Eh? Because I've seen programs. I used to tell you that my grandma was a member of Deeper Life Church. So they used to have this kind of programs. The days are evil. You know, redeeming the time. I used to go for, my parents were also involved in a a scripture union in the um, 70s and 80s. And the scripture union used to have a lot of redeeming the time kind of programs. Amen. Now, so I, 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 I am aware of the scripture. But studying it, I began to see it was deeper than how it might have been presented. Amen. Okay? So, let me explain what this is. Because I'm still talking about fulfilling your days. Alright? Living out the full span of your life. Amen. How many of you want to live out the full span of your life? Glory to God. How many of you want to fulfill your days? Amen. Now, what he was saying here. The, um, um, you know, we have a constitution in Nigeria. Um, you could read the constitution and then they could come to a place. Lawyers would be in a better position to explain. You come to a place where something could happen. And the constitution did not exactly address it. They use the language, say there's a lacuna. Am I correct? 
lacuna. It means there's a gap. That means that when the, the constitution was written, they didn't think of this. Are you understanding me? So, there's no direct answer for this. Now, what they do in that case is to look at the spirits. What did the people have in mind when they were writing it? Amen. Am I communicating? Alright? Now, sometimes in scripture like this, you will read the scripture verbatim. If you didn't understand what the Spirit of God had in mind to communicate, amen, you will miss the depth of what is communicating here. Are you with me? So, redeeming the time because the days are evil. What was he talking about? He's saying that um, some old writer said something. He said, you brought time to a place where it serves you rather than being a runaway slave to you. Are you understanding me? Where time is serving you. Meaning that it is doing what you want it to do rather than a runaway slave. Are you understanding me? A runaway slave means that time is frustrating you. Amen. Rather than serving you. Are we together? So, if time is frustrating you rather than serving you, it means you are not redeeming the time. Amen. You are not redeeming the time. That's one meaning. The other meaning is this. Theologians and Bible scholars will say, because he, was talk, he started by talking about lights. That we are walking in the lights. And that there's a relationship between light and time. Should we enter <laughs> love, relativity, and all those kind of things? You know. So, what he's saying is that anytime you are in darkness, you are losing time. Amen. Am I communicating? So, when he says redeeming the time because the days are evil, the idea behind it is that when you were not born again, Amen. Are you with me? When you were not born again, you lost a lot of time in sin. Amen. Now that you're born again, gain back that time that you lost. Am I communicating? That's why some of you get born again. Sometimes say, ah, if I had known, I would have received Christ since. Some of you say, some of you say those kind of things. Alright? So the redeeming the time is saying that all that you lost because of sin, now, through God's word and by the leading of the Spirit, get it back. Hallelujah. But we don't only lose time because of sin. We lose time when we don't walk in the wisdom of God. Amen. Let me put it better. We lose time when we don't walk in the light of God's word. Amen. So if you're not walking in the light of God's word, time is not maximized. It means that you are not living out the full span of your life at that moment. Because you're walking outside of light. Amen. Am I communicating? Alright. So here, what we're doing, with today is that anytime you walk in God's perfect will, you're actually living out the full span of your life. Hallelujah. Are we together? Are we together? It's like you are compressing time. Amen. You're compressing time. You're compressing time. Hello? Now, One of the things, or one of the most important things the Spirit of God works in you, is, Bible says, is to guide you into all truth. Amen. To keep you walking in the will of God for you. 
That's the job of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. Now, I think it was one of the Bible readings we did, you know, where the Bible says, And the Spirit driveth Jesus into the wilderness. Amen. And we're talking about the urgency of the Spirit. Are we together? That means that at that moment, if you don't do it now, you will miss out something. Amen. Am I communicating? Listen, when you're working with the Spirit of God, there are times where some things have to be done quickly, and there are some times where He wants you to be slow. Am I communicating? Psalm 32. Um, verse 8. This is not my, my, my scripture, but it will help us. Psalm 32. Let's look at verse 8. Um, um, let me read from 6 down, but just follow me. It is correct, but let's just read, let's give it some background. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Keep going, verse 7. Then it's, thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from t- trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. It's a song already. You know this song? Alright, verse 8. So, my, verse 8 is, 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 is the thing. Alright? Let's read together. I want to go. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. Hey. Wait, oh, we have not read the scripture, but I already like this one. Amen. You know what means God guiding you with his eye? Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Oh, glory to God. I could stop here and we'll have a conference here. But for staying on cause, we prayed for focus this, when we started this service. Verse 9. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I line up with the prayer. So, nine. now while he's instructing you and guiding you, listen, oh, 8 and 9 are together. While he's instructing you and guiding you the way you should go, he now says, this is what he expects from you. Let's read together. I want to go. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Pause. He said, while he's guiding you, don't be like the horse that runs ahead of God. Amen. Horse and the mule. The mule is a donkey. Or the donkey that is too slow. Amen. Or you have to, don't be like any of them because you have to struggle with the horse or the mule. That's why he will guide you with his eye. Are you understanding me? He doesn't have to use circumstances to make you do what you ought to do. Amen. Just by looking at you, you know what is in his mind. You know how a parent will look at a child. The child is doing something. You understand that? Maybe he's, he's raising the, the rug up. The parents just look. Then he's raising it up there. He sees his father or mother. That's a good child though. I don't know which one you are. Or. The parents guiding you with their eye. They didn't say anything. They just looked at you. They might even smile. 
You know some of you know what they're, you know, where, you know some of you as children, you understand what I'm talking about. Your parents take you out and they take you to your uncle's house or auntie's house and so on and so forth. Then they now offer you something to eat. When they've told you don't eat. Don't eat anything. Yes, mommy. Then you get there. They now offer you something. Eat now. Your mother is saying, eat. <laughs> we say, no, thank you. <laughs> she said, eat. But you know that what is coming out from her mouth and what her eye is saying, they are not the same thing. Amen. <laughs> and so, it's her eye you are looking. Mommy, I should eat. I should eat. She said, eat. <laughs> Then they are giving it to you. No, thank you. They say, Your mommy says you eat. No, I don't want. (laughs) Because for for what is said before me, Amen. (laughs) I deny this one. Amen. (laughs) Amen. All right. Now, but the point I'm making is this urgency of the spirit. He said, while he's instructing you in the way you should go, do not be as the horse or the mule. Now, let me explain what I mean here. It also means that sometimes you could be expected to act quickly. Sometimes you're supposed to take it gradually. Are you listening to me? I'll say that again because you need to get it. There are certain moments in your life that that thing that God wants to do, it has to be done urgently, immediately. You have to know the difference. Amen. And then there are times where you are not supposed to rush it. Take it gradually. The example I will give for urgency is when Philip was told to join the chariots. It's not something to think, Lord, okay, I will think about it and come back tomorrow. No, it's not think about and come back tomorrow. Join thyself to the chariot. There was a now to it. Are you understanding me? It was an urgency to it. That was something you had to do immediately. If you miss the chariot, Africa will not be saved. Because that man was on his way, the Ethiopian eunuch, back to his country. God had an agenda for Africa. Amen. So join yourself to chariot. There was an urgency. You can't postpone it. You can't say, we pray about it. Amen. Are we together? Your spirit. Listen, this is what it means to have spiritual understanding. Amen. That as you walk with God, you begin to understand the difference, amen, between when there's an urgency in the spirit and when you should take it. Uh, permit me to speak Igbo. Wanyoli. Amen. <laughs> Gradually. Gradually. Little by little. You know? So what some believers do is that the things that are supposed to take gradually, they are rushing. Then the things that are supposed to rush, they are taking gradually. Amen? You know one thing I saw about God is that sometimes the leading of God might be contrary to your personality. You didn't hear me well. The leading of God to your spirit might be contrary to your personality. What do I mean? Oh, I've heard of people that they say the Lord told them. <laughs> you know, uh, someone said, uh, 
like when a meeting, the Lord told the person, run and go and hold the man of God and touch him. He said, I don't do such things. Amen. I don't do such things. Praise God. There are leadings that might be contrary to your personality. You might be an introvert. The leading is something only an extrovert will do. You might be an extrovert. The leading is something only an introvert will do. Maybe you're a very noisy person. The Lord says, sit down. Don't talk to anybody today. It's like punishment. Amen. God, Jesus was sending his disciples to go and preach in a city. He said, as you go, greet no man. Uh-uh. Thomas. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Peter. 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 Let me tell you, brother Peter. Let me give you, uh, 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 brother Peter is the one that feels that Jesus is a youth. You know that put like that. Jesus is a youth. You know, all these youths, because the fire of God in morning in their life, they don't, sometimes, they, you know, they are zeal without knowledge, you know. That's how Peter was. Because Peter was older than Jesus. I hope you know that. The young guys in the group were James and John. Peter was already married. And his mother-in-law is not young because she was living with him. Are you understanding me? So, when they come out, is the one concerned about... So, when Jesus said, don't talk to anybody, say, ah, ah. Are you understanding me? How many of you have ever gone to your village? Your village, your village, not city, your village. And then they tell you your village, don't greet anybody. When you pass this compound, hey, they will greet you. Are you understanding me? And then you are not greeting anybody. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Am I communicating? Now, say, as you are going on your way, uh, at least I'm supposed to tell them where I'm going to now. Are you understanding me? If you meet me at the motor park, I'm not, where, where are you going to? Say, well, um, the Lord has sent me to um, Lagos. You know, I'm on my way. I'll be out for three days. I'll be back. He said, no, don't greet anyone. So, as you're in the vehicle, they say, where are you going to? Ah. <laughs> uh-uh. Are you okay? <laughs> you could imagine someone that could talk like Peter. Peter always had a point. Are you understanding? An opinion about everything. Praise God. Jesus, come, 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 come. Jesus, come, come, come. You say you want to die. What was what, the thing you were preaching yesterday? You say you want to die. Don't ever see. Listen, you're a young man. You have not even married. <laughs> See advice. You have not even met married. Don't talk now. Don't talk. And you know why he even had the audacity to talk to Jesus? Because one time he got it right. Are you understanding me? <laughs> when Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. <laughs> is it what I'm saying? See, this gray hair on my head is not, not something they pick on the road. Now imagine where they are telling Peter, such a talkative, a highly opinionated person. Then they say, hey, as you go on your way, don't talk to anybody. Is that not contrary to his personality? 
Am I communicating? But you know something? You have to understand that the leading of God, amen, when the leading of the Spirit comes to you, is to your help, amen, is to your benefit, is to your advantage. God doesn't lead you because maybe, no, He is going to be affected directly. No, He's leading you so that you won't be affected. Hallelujah. In the leading of God, there are things that you will meet. I want to read First Samuel 10. I'll show you something. In First Samuel 10, we have the story of Saul um, being anointed by Samuel. And after he was anointed, Samuel now gave him a word. And I want to just bring out some truths from what Samuel said to him because it applies to us as believers today. Amen. Symbolically. And Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not the Lord? It's not because the Lord had anointed thee. Is it not because the Lord had anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Now, so he had been commissioned as king. Now watch what happened. When thou art departed from me today, can we read it together? Then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto thee, the asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father had left the care of the asses and so read for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Pause. In this verse 2, he will meet how many men? Two men. Verse 3. Verse 3 says, Thou shalt go on forward from thence. That's after you meet this man. You continue. You go on forward from thence. And thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor. And there shall meet thee three men going up to God to Bethel. One carrying three kids. And he's not talking about Renaissance breed. Amen. He's talking about goods. Amen. And another carrying three loaves of bread. And another carrying a bottle of wine. Read with me. And they will salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. Verse 5. After that, thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines. And it shall come to pass, when thou hast come thither to the city, thou shalt meet a company. Two men, three men now, a company of prophets. Coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Verse 6. Let's read together. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. Let's read the next one. Next verse, please. And let it be, when these signs are come unto thee, Thou shalt do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. Amen. Now, I see the perfect will in this. Amen. Where the guy was told step by step what was going to happen. Now, I'm using this to explain how 
some of us will hear the leading of the spirits as Samuel spoke to Saul, but we only go to the place where we met two men. And after that, we start doing as occasion serves us. Amen. Okay, let me break it down. There were three stages here. Let me say three stages. In the first stage, he met two men. In the second stage, he met three men. In the third stage, he met a company of prophets. That's not what I'm teaching today. In that stage where he met two men, the place was a sepulcher. That means it's beneath the ground. Amen? What you call a grave, a tomb. In the place where he met the three men, it was a plain, level ground. The place where he met the company of prophets was a hill. Amen? That's not what I'm teaching today. The first place where he met two men, what I'm teaching is the experience he had. When he met the two men, they came with an information. When you enter in God's will, you will come to the first stage where information will come to you. You will know things you didn't know before. Amen. Don't stop there. Amen. Don't stop there. Information will come to you. Do you know what the information they They say, hey, they said unto you, they, un- they will say unto thee, that the donkeys that were lost have been found. He didn't know they've been found. They brought an information to him that he would not have known any other way. So some of you, you now came to a church, Renaissance Assembly, say, this is the will of God for me. You start hearing teachings that you've never heard before. That's stage one. Amen. Say, so by now, I think, I've learned a lot of things now. I think I can move on now. Move on to where? Say, but say stage one. Say again, stage one. Stage one is information. It means that information will come. You could call it revelation. Knowledge will come to you that you didn't have before. It is because you are coming to the, the final stage. Amen. Don't break the flow in the first stage. Amen. Are we together? Let me tell you, neighbor, say, don't break the flow in the first stage. Tell the other neighbor, say, don't break the flow in the first stage. Yes, that's what happens. Some of you, recently now, you, you, in your life, in this phase of your life, now you started enjoying, oh, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord led me. The Lord led me. But where He has led you to, what is happening, what you are experiencing is new information, new knowledge, new things are coming to you, things you never heard before. You are meeting people for the first time. You are hearing things about Jesus you never knew before. You, you, some revelation is coming to you. That's stage one. In stage one, they met two men that said unto them, Let's read. When thou art departed from me today, thou shalt find two men by the Rachel's sepulchre and the blood of Je- Benjamin Azelza. And he says, and they will what? Say unto thee. Amen. They will say unto thee. That means they are going to bring information to you. Stage two. When you get to the plain of Tabor, you will meet three men. What will the three men do to you? Some of you, you have gotten the place of information. The next place is a place of provision. Amen. Ever say Information. Then provision. Now he says, You shall go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor. I'm reading first Samuel 10 3. And there shall meet thee three men going up to God to Bethel. One carrying three kids, goats. Another carrying three loaves of bread. Another carrying a bottle of wine. Alright? Verse 4. They were not just carrying it. What did they do? And they will salute you. Are we together? And give you what? Two loaves of bread. Then it says, which you shall receive of their hands. 
Do you know why I said they should receive it? Because it doesn't make sense that somebody has three loaves, he will give you two out of three. That means his provision is supernatural. That means that you come to a place in God's leading where he's having supernatural provision. Amen. Are we together? God starts doing things for you that, wow, you know that this is God. But don't stop there. Amen. That's stage two. A lot of believers come to stage two and they get puffed in their head or puffed in their heart or thoughts and they feel, well, uh, I, I've gotten what I want. That's not the ultimate of God. Amen. The ultimate of God is not the information he brought. The ultimate of God is not the provision he brought. Amen. Lift your hand and say, I'm ready for the ultimate of God. Glory to God. So, now, he was telling Saul specific things that will happen on his journey. Because Saul, at that moment, was in God's perfect will. That in the first stage of God's perfect will, information will come to you. In the second stage of God's perfect will, hey, the provision, supernatural provision will come. People you didn't know will give you money. People you didn't know will show, show up and help you. Are you understanding me? That's the place of provision. But that's not all that God can do. And that's not all that God wants to do. Help me tell somebody, that's not all God wants to do. Don't get too satisfied too quickly. Some people get satisfied too quickly. Allow God do a perfect work. Let him finish. Another word for perfect will of God. Another, in the Greek, perfect there is teleos. Teleos means that the complete is like a cycle. Are you understanding me? It is complete. That means nothing was left out of it. You lived out the full span of your life. So, after the second stage of provision, verse 5. Now he said, when you go there, you go to the next stage. And you shall come to the hill of God. Where is the garrison of the Philistines? Hey, this is language of inheritance. Amen. And it shall come to pass. When you are come thither to the city, you shall meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a sultry and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Now, if he had left at the place of provision, he would not have met the prophesying. Amen. Are we together? He would not have met the prophesying. But now, let's read further what happened when they prophesied. Verse 6. Let's read together. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Transformation. Ever say information? Provision? And then say transformation. That means that the ultimate of God is your transformation. Are we together? The ultimate of God is your transformation. It's not the provision. So some of you that are still at the phase of information. Hey, God is not through. You are still at the phase of provision. God is not through the place of transformation. That is the ultimate. Where you will be exactly what God wants you to be. Amen. The Bible says he was turned into another man. Glory to God. That means the soul you used to know is not the soul you are seeing now. I tell you that this year, most of you will experience transformation. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice. Say, I refuse to stop at the place of information. I refuse to stop at the place of provision. I step up 
to the place of transformation. Amen. Glory to God. Those are the stages. Allow God to do His perfect work. Are we together? So you begin to understand. So you could see that He was told, this is what will happen, this is what will happen. He said, then after that, because you have been transformed, Amen. Are we together? He said, do as occasion serves thee. Glory to God. Are we together? Do as occasion serves thee. Do as occasion serves thee. From that point now, the things you are doing, amen, they line up exactly with God's will for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray in tongues for a moment. Oh, we give you glory. Robahande zikete zidara zelebozo. Rotabande zubrediske plotozo bredie keteze. Bande egle zide zige zike parondo bozo. Juplahata paseleya. Juprahande gledige duze bredie keteza ladi. Ubara hakate zelige de zikataya. Melizo breduka yabahato bledige zike boyo. Rupahada lede zekete yabaye. Rubahande bladoske plotozo. Lebrande eketese lida le rigada bolobo basa zikleton balo bredi eketese lida aye juprato malobo sobredis ke plotos alaba hadia rimando lebro sobredi eketese leba hadia jupla hakatea redezo bregedo sobregedia balinde brados ke plotos alaba hakatoso lebende bradi eketoso balide zelere juplatoma rebahato bariketeze Jupla hakata lede zeteya robando. Oh, we give you glory. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. There are some of you, you'll be receiving regulation in your hearts about knowing when it is fast, when it's supposed to be a quick thing, and when it's supposed to be taken gradually. Those regulations, they are dropping in your spirit as I'm speaking now. Those regulations, you're never out of, you know, you're not shifting out of, uh, out of line where you're running ahead or running too slow. Receive that regulation in your spirit. Receive that regulation in your spirit. You might have been a hasty person, impulsive before now, but somehow the Spirit of God begins to walk in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure, and causing you to now walk in pace, walk at the pace of the leading of God's Spirit for you. No more stumbling. No more stumbling for you. Because this word has become a lamp to your feet. It's a lamp to your feet. And it's a light now to your path. You can see the immediate decisions you are supposed to make. And you can see the future decisions you are supposed to make. 
just by the light of God's word has come to you. You are not taking steps of the future in the now. And you're not taking steps of the now, waiting to take it in the future. Why? The word has become a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. No more your feet being dashed against the stone. No more wrong turns. I speak correctness to your spirit. No more wrong turns. No more wrong turns. No more wrong turns. No more wrong turns in the name of Jesus. I see a path. It's called the path of righteousness. And he's leading you in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. The parts before ordained, you are walking on those parts. No more wrong turns. In your business career, no more wrong turns. In your relationship, no more wrong turns. Before now, there have been several wrong turns. No more wrong turns. I see other parts. I see your parts ordered. I see your parts ordered. I see your parts ordered. From now to the end of this year, your parts are ordered. As it's ordained from heaven. No more wrong tongues. I speak to your spirit. Your eye is single. Your eye is single. Your eye is single. And your body is full of light. Your eye is single. And your body is full of light. These words that have come, they will not just affect you. Even those around you will be impacted by these words. Your children will be impacted by these words. Your colleagues will be impacted by these words. This order that is being delivered into your spirit, it will affect those around you. And those that work with you, those that are in partnership with you, by the power of God. Zopreti, lemende kratoso, lende brade ketezali, rabadobo, zopretiza, lede de 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 katia dabande gediske, rebende gredondo bregedi gedis gedis gediska, lato sobredi, zoplatose, re valere sobreduska protosa.
Lemende bragadia katoba. Lemende bragadia talabayo. Lebrande kebos bragadia. Lebando bro. Everyone under the sound of my voice. You are living out the full span of your life. You are living out the full span of your life. In the name of Jesus. Leprahakatebaya. You are living out the full span of your life. The number of your days you will fulfill. Lepahande ekete salabayava. Melebando kopaya. The number of your days you will fulfill. Lepahande kebos bragadia talabaya. Lebando lobosa. You will not be cut short. Lepahande lebo. You will not be cut off. Le pahakataya kate. Le bahande gede 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 gede. Le mando bregedia talabaya. Le mende bradia kete selebe. Lo bahaya katayaba. Ye barebro bregedia. Your light will not be put out. Le pahande kete sayaba. Le mende bregedia. Your light will not be put out. Le pahande bosu bregedia daba. Your light will not be put out. Le pate katayaba la gada gada gada. Me le mando lo bolo bregedia gada gada gada. Le mende bradoko. Le mende brade kete se. Makati le dedeya. Me le dende bradoko paia. Make a zukapaya. Le mondo sobredi. Zuplatea. Letese. Meladiske. Ruba andebra. Zupletinde eleboso. Le mende bradoske protoso. Malede de keyabaya. Zupratoso lobo brigadia talaboso. Keliva hasa. Oh, we give you glory. You're standing perfect and complete in all the will of God. Be filled with the knowledge of His will. Be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Be filled with the knowledge of His will. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of peace.